0: What's up, Mindset, Money & More family? Listen, over the next 21 days, we're doing something very, very unique right here on the podcast. So if you're listening, listen a little harder. So over the next 21 days, we're gonna be following a 21-day financial fast. Now, I want you to know that even if you don't share the same beliefs, because this is built on biblical principle, you can still take so much from this fast right the the concept of fasting is the self-denial the obedience the discipline and honestly those are things that your average person struggles with even outside of finances so in the 21 day financial fast we're, we're doing this as a group as a community there is also a Facebook community and that link will be in the comments of every episode for you guys if you want to join us there to get a visual to be on video with us and really do this as a community right money making is a team sport getting better with money can be a team sport and so over the next 21 days we're gonna go through some foundational things because your foundation has to be built the right way like with anything else and then we're gonna get some some really practical things about budgeting, saving, credit cards, your credit, investing, budgeting. I mean, so many different things for you to really experience that increase in your financial life. And so, like I said, even if you have different beliefs than the ones that are being shared, just know that you can still take a lot of the practical things To level up. So, who is the financial fast for you guys? Honestly, it can be for anyone. It can be for the person right now listening who feels like, "Man, I have more month than money. I need some help." Maybe you're the person that's like, "I need a budget and I need to stick to it because I know my spending habits aren't great." Maybe you're the person that's like, "I want to learn about investing and I don't know where to start," or maybe you're that person that's struggling to still get out of an overdraft fee cycle. And maybe you might be the person listening that's like, hey, I'm a pretty good money manager. I just want to take this to another level right i want to level up in my wealth building or whatever that looks like but this can really be for anyone so i'm super excited to share this with you guys make sure that you do this together share this podcast episode with someone so that they can listen on their way to work or in the car while they're waiting at the soccer game wherever they may find themselves because when you are able to pass on information to someone else that can be life-changing If they apply it, you have now been a catalyst for them to be able to change their life. So let's get started. Again, under every single episode, you will have the link to the Facebook community where we are doing this together on video every single day. And I cannot wait to hear your success story coming out of the financial fast. Let's go. Today is about strengthening your stewardship. And we're going to talk about what this word stewardship actually means because we hear it all the time, right? Be a better steward, become a better steward. And you're kind of like, what does that even really mean? So on day 19, you guys, the main point is the better I handle the money I have, the more money or just the more in general I may receive. So let's pledge The pledge is, I will sign a quick claim deed acknowledging that everything I have belongs to God. And so let's talk about what this whole stewardship stuff really means. So you've probably heard the expression, be a good steward. And maybe you're like, what does that even really mean? (laughs) So let's talk about what the dictionary says about the word steward. So to steward, right, it's defined as a fiscal agent or one who manages. So think about this. Haven't we been talking about being good money managers of what God has provided? So to be a good steward means exactly that. It means that you are managing well what God has given to you. And it means understanding that all you have belongs to God. Okay. And when God is entrusting you with wealth, you become responsible to oversee how it gets used. So a lot of us want wealth, right? But we're not willing to take on the responsibility of what that looks like to oversee how that money gets used. And that's why strengthening. Your stewardship is so important. What's up, Elizabeth? How you doing, sis? I'm gonna put this up over here so that I can see comments. What's up, you guys? I know we're early on the financial fast, but I'm glad that you're here. And anyone who misses this, you guys can catch the replay. Um, all of the audio should hopefully all be up tonight on the podcast, so you will be able to listen to them there, audio only as well. I think only up until episode 12 might have uploaded so far, so. It, they're filtering through, no worries. So you didn't get to where you are financially on your own. Let's talk about this, whether that's good or bad. And so consider the words from Deuteronomy in the Bible. It says, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord, your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to, to produce wealth and so confirms his Covenant which he swore to your ancestors as it is today and that's from Deuteronomy 817 through 18. so let's break this down right it wasn't your power that you produce your prosperity right you you ever hear these crazy sayings oh I'm a self-made millionaire really? Right, you hear that you might hear that. Oh, I'm a self made millionaire, and while you have some talents and some gifts, where do you think those come from? And of course, if you don't share the same spiritual beliefs, that's okay. Hopefully, we can agree to disagree. But the truth is, that didn't come like your prosperity doesn't come from like you producing it solely, you producing it just like if you're broke. Hear me out though, here's the opposite side of that just like if you're broke. It won't be by your own hands and your own doing that you're gonna dig yourself fully out of that debt, right? Remember when we talked about in this fast, how to really just be praying over your finances, right? To really be just handing it over to God and understanding that he can make a way out of no way if you're doing the right things, if you're being a better steward. Um, it, it It's so important to know that there's hope. I feel like that statement gives you hope at the same time, because if our prosperity is not production of our own doing solely, right, then that means that there's hope for the person who's broke. and might have mismanaged money up until this point of doing the fast. And so I love that because it it proves the sentiment that you have hope. This is not going to be just by your own doing or your own intellect. And that's amazing news for someone who feels like, man, I'm so far gone, I don't even know where to start, right? Hopefully, the 21-day financial fast gave you a good blueprint. And Elizabeth says, it's like the song, you answered prayers, then you answer prayers. Now, listen, girl, you better preach. So if you are working on becoming a better money manager and a better steward, God will prosper you, and you have to trust that. Because the minute you don't trust it, you'll be in your head like with anything else. You'll be in your head thinking that it's all on you, that you're going to be the one to do it all by yourself. And the truth is, you're not going to get there by yourself. It's not going to be your own production. And so one way to remember that God owns everything is to turn everything over to him and say, you know what? I don't even want all this power, okay? Sometimes we think we want it, and then we realize we're horrible managers. Anybody ever be like that? You're like, oh, I want a job that pays better. Oh, yeah, I'm going to interview better. I'm going to make a better resume. And then you get the job, and you still somehow are living paycheck to paycheck. That ever happened to you? And it's because you haven't realized that you need to turn everything over to God. So it wasn't your own doing. Yeah, you went and did another resume. Yeah, you went and did better at the interview, but you didn't address being the two core things, becoming a better money manager and strengthening your stewardship. So it didn't matter that you went and got a $2 raise. Hopefully that makes sense. So that means we got to get to this place where we we give everything over to God. So Michelle goes on to say you can do that today by signing a quit claim deed. And basically what a quit claim deed is is a legal document in which you transfer interest you might have in some kind of property to someone else. So in this case, you're going to be signing your deed over to God. All right? Girl, exactly. That me, myself, and I mentality has got to go. Yeah, you got to get yourself right, but understand it's not going to happen with just you. So she gives you her website, michellesingletary.com, where you guys can actually print the quick claim deed to hand everything over to God, right? And maybe you don't have the same spiritual beliefs. So maybe, and this is just for people that might not share the same belief that God is your creator, the, the author, the finisher, If that's not your spiritual belief, I challenge you to sign your quit claim deed over to the generation that's going to inherit whatever legacy you build or destroy. So maybe your quit claim deed might say on this day, you're giving this over to if you have children, if you have a foundation, if you have something, some kind of legacy that you anticipate leaving. Sign it over to that if you don't believe that God is the end all be all. And so she says, sign the deed and keep it in your journal. Why? I feel like it's an extra piece of accountability. You know how they say, write your goals down where you can physically see them every single day. There's a reason for that. So it's the same thing with this quick claim deed that you're going to sign over to God. Okay. So um, she says, why bother with this? Well, because one day you're going to have to give an account of how you use all of the resources that he provided you with. And he, you're going to have to account, did I do things that glorified you with these resources, right? Or did I make a wreck out of my finances? Did I not learn time after time after time when you were giving me another shot? And so good stewards, you guys, good stewardship is such an important component. Because again, remember, steward means to manage or be a fiscal agent. Think about an accountant or like a a tax professional. They're technically, um, I guess, stewarding their clients' tax returns, their accounts, So when it comes to the resource God gives you, you're doing the same thing. You're the fiscal agent. You're the money manager. And so this fast partly was designed to help people that have mismanaged money to help you become a better steward. And if you felt like you were already kind of a good steward, then maybe the financial fast is helping you strengthen your financial skills that you already felt like you had, but maybe helping you take them to the next level. And so if you're already a good steward, I want you to think about this 21-day financial fast as a checkup. You know how you go to the doctor for your annual checkup to say, hey, how's my blood pressure? How's my cholesterol? How's my body fat? Where am I? You know, am I healthy? Am I treating my body right? Just like you go to the doctor for a checkup, the 21-day financial fast can serve as a checkup, as maintenance, because some of us accomplish certain goals and don't even realize that you stop becoming as intentional of a steward. You stop becoming as intentional with your spending. You stop becoming as intentional with your giving. And so let's... Let, Let's use the example that Michelle uses in the book. She uh, on day, what day are we on? 19. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. The example that she uses in day 19 is think about your car. If you never got it maintenance, you never got it an oil change, you never got the brakes changed, And then all of a sudden you show up to the car dealership um, with this busted up car. They're probably going to be talking about how you didn't get maintenance on this car. And that that's why it's at such, it's at such a bad point. So for some of us, for most of us, this is why the 21 day financial fast or just checking in period with your spirit, with your source about where you are with your money is because you can go a year, two years, three years with horrible habits, not being a good steward. And then you're sitting back wondering why things are so out of whack. You haven't been doing no maintenance. You haven't done a checkup. And that would be something like a financial fast, right? That would be something like an accountability partner. That's not going to take your crap, okay? Don't get you an accountability partner that's really an enabler. Because at that point, they're not an accountability partner. They would be an enabler. So think of the 21-day financial fast as your checkup, as your annual maintenance, as your semi-annual maintenance. Just like you go get your teeth cleaned, get your finances cleaned up every once in a while, right? And for those of us that have a debt dash plan, for those of us that have investing goals, giving goals, you should be checking up on yourself quite often. And that's why those spreadsheets are important. That's why praying over your finances is important. All of it's important. And I know it might sound like a lot, but to whom much is given, much is required. And so no matter where you are financially, Participating in this fast should have helped you with everything from I'm addressing some serious problems to maybe I'm just making some adjustments so my finances could run a little better. Can we agree? I feel like through the fast, I've always had to address a problem and I've always had to kind of tweak some things to make sure I'm running things well. Hey, hey, Shelly, what's up, sis? I see y'all on here 3 p.m. on a Thursday. Okay, somebody. So understand that this fast was really for anyone, even if you claim to be a good money manager. So she goes on to say, some people even start to consider doing the fast every year. And I can tell you from the first time that I did this financial fast, December of 2020, I have done it at least once a year. Last year, I did it every quarter. So once every three months, I was doing the fast. And I can attribute the $20,000, $39,000, some odd change. I can attribute that success to the financial fast and those principles. Not off my own doing, because shoot, my own doing would have went left, okay? I would have spent money on some other things. But I kept these principles once a quarter, So you have to decide how often you might do it. Maybe it's once a year. Maybe it's every six months, semi-annually, right? So one thing Michelle says is I can say one thing for sure about people who complete this fast. Those who stick with it become better stewards over their money, period, point blank. I don't know about you, but I've become a better steward. I'm so intentional. Like, I was just telling someone today, I was at a couple car dealerships handling this business with my Jeep to get rid of it and stuff. And there was a Chick-fil-A next door. And I was like, oh, I just could get a chicken sandwich right now. And the financial fast was like, don't do it, girl, don't do it. But I wanna do it. Don't do it, girl. And I didn't do it. I came home and I just didn't do it. And I'm proud of that because that $12 and some change is gonna buy me a share of a stock that I learned about last night in our stock academy that I'm super excited about. And so I had to keep in mind, what's my ultimate goal? What's What does stewardship look like in my life, right? And so she says, those who repeatedly do the fast continue to be challenged and learn something new about themselves. I've learned a whole bunch about myself. Let's see the comments. Leanna says, I'm fighting myself right now, trying to talk myself about talk, talk myself out of, of, of getting a coffee. I didn't do it. I'm here right now. Let's go, girl. And look, trying to find some free coffee. They don't got no free coffee in the office somewhere. <laughs> it ain't the best coffee, but it's the free coffee. <laughs> And you know what, you guys, like, you're not always going to get it right. If you know that you haven't bought a coffee all month, go ahead and remember that section of splurge, splurge on getting the $3 coffee or the $4 coffee. But at that point, you don't feel bad about it, right? Because you've not done it all month. So if today you're like, you know what, I haven't gotten a coffee and you would have fell into temptation, Don't beat yourself up progress over perfection, but I'm proud of you because you're literally on day 19 and haven't done it. So that says, you know what? I can push for two for three more days, including today, but your reward could be a cup of coffee since you haven't done it this whole time. So always keep that in the back of your mind, which is what we talked about yesterday. It's okay to splurge every so often. And if you ask me a $5 coffee splurge for one day is way better than a $300 splurge, right? When we still got some goals. So just keep that in mind. Progress over perfection for sure. So she says that people's financial lives are really improving. And you guys, I feel like I'm literally living proof. Like the fast will do amazing things for you. I left my coffee in the fridge. So that's on me. Hey, that's okay, girl. Give yourself some grace today. So she talks about Melissa who says that (laughs) she cheated the first time she did the fast because she wasn't ready. She was not ready for what the fast was calling for and the discipline. So Melissa says, I honestly panicked and I immediately try to come up with gimmicks of survival. I thought this was hilarious. And she said, I wanted, I would double pay my hairstylist and my manicurist in advance. (laughs) (laughs) yo, in advance so that technically I wasn't spending money that particular week of the fast. I was crying because we will try to justify our bad habits, y'all. So then she goes on to say the second time around, I did better, right? She said the second time around, it actually happened during her birthday month and she thought it was going to be hard. But ironically, she got dumped by her loser ex-boyfriend. OK, look, sometimes we pray and stay with somebody and God's trying to remove the dud out your life. So I don't I not been through a dud. So anybody else you, you been you was praying at that time, like, please fix the relationship. God, I just know I'm going to marry this person, please, Lord and you're praying like to for God to help fix the relationship and little do you know, he's like, girl, I'm trying to help you dodge a bullet. Let me get rid of the dud for you. You'll be okay. I still love you. (laughs) And so some of us get so codependent that we don't even realize sometimes God has something so much better for you. And so Melissa was like getting dumped by her boyfriend at the time so she didn't even have a desire to go shop. It's funny, and now on a serious note, it's crazy how a boyfriend dumping you will get you in the house depressed, not wanting to spend no money. But for some of us, God can't get us to sit down and not spend no money. I know, I probably stepped on some toes. Some of us, our spouse acting crazy or, or stressing us out or doing whatever, has us sitting down, depressed in the house, not wanting to do nothing. But for some of us, God can't even sit you down. So then we gotta check our hearts and make sure that we're not putting any person or thing above our creator. Because somebody didn't wanna hear it, but Melissa was a perfect example. This ex-boyfriend sat your butt down, but God didn't sit you down the first time you did the fast? Oh, man, we got some deeper things we got to work on, right? Not from a place of judgment, but from a place of truth. So some of us, it's not the issue that you can't practice self-denial, but maybe you're just consumed with someone else. It might be codependency. And so we got to really check our hearts and make sure that our intention is right, right? And that we know where the true treasure lies, that we know who's really our helper, that little boyfriend that dumped you adios amigo (laughs) like in the moment it doesn't feel like that but we got to be sure to never prioritize those feelings over the one we know is our real helper and so she says uh she was the dwelling overtook her her desire shop And for some people, it's the other way around. That dumping might have caused somebody to go out and spend all the money. But again, do you see how external things manipulated you into a whole different space? And and let's be real. How many of us have done that? Somebody makes you mad. Somebody irritates you. I'll tell you what my guilty obsession used to be. And I had to check my heart because then I realized what I was really doing. When I would get in my feelings or I'd be mad about something or my day just wasn't going great, according to my standards, I would go through the Starbucks drive-thru. So hold on, sis. You are allowing that to manipulate your day, your emotions, to go have you spend money. Yet for the financial fast, you can't sit down for God. Oh, no, our priorities are jacked up. So sometimes you you just gotta let God do what He do. Let Him remove the dud out your life. Let Him remove, okay. But don't ever put something or someone else above who we know our ultimate helper is. So um, let's move on from there, though. But that taught Melissa that if she can place her mind on things that are more important, you really don't need to. Uh, you really don't need to use shopping as a mechanism. Because again, your little dusty ex boyfriend cause you to be all depressed and whatever, but then you realize what was actually important. So shout out to Melissa that she learned that. And so uh, Michelle says, I love to hear, hear testimonies of people who are good stewards and who decide to do the fast because they always realize an area that they can improve in. And again, for me, this is the fourth time I've done it or fifth, actually, I don't even know, I lost count. I've always I've learned something different every single time, or something sticks out even more than the than the time before. And so um she she then goes on to talk about Juanita. Juanita couldn't stop talking about the fast. She was like, girl, I thank God for this fast. I'm just trying to say in my head what I think Juanita sounds like. Because I could hear Juanita being high pitched, like, girl, I thank you God for the fast, honey. And she couldn't stop talking about how it changed her life. And I feel like the same way. That's why I was just like, get people to do this with you. Because the moment that you actually sit down and do this with people that have the same kind of goals to put God first, it's a different kind of feeling when you do the fast. And so she just said, I no longer have a desire to spend. I have truly replaced spending I have truly replaced spending with saving and it is now painful for me to spend money, but painful in a positive way. So that when she does spend money, it's because she is for something she actually wanted after doing all the right things. And that's okay. And so Trinita says the first time for me was the easiest. It got more difficult when there was a new hairstyle, a new eating habits, a new home, (laughs) Right, you upgrade, and now you got different kind of money problems. That's why they say be careful when you look and you covet someone else's life. Right, and we caught co- we covered coveting, which is just the desire to want what you don't have. Right, uh, the desire to want what someone else has, or or the lifestyle or the thing that they have, and you got to be careful because sometimes, like we talked about in the chapter of credit, sometimes people are just broke on a higher level. Sometimes they just got more debt and a better lifestyle on credit. And so this is why you got to be in your lane. You got to fill out your quick claim deed, hand everything over to God and watch how he works. You guys, I I can't give my credit to none of the success that my family has progressed through over the last two years. If it had not been for doing the right things. And I'm still learning. I'm still getting better. And the same is going to be for you. And so Trinita says that the fast became harder because lack of money is not an issue for her anymore. And I'm claiming that issue over everybody in this group. Lack of money will not be your issue. Your issue will be doing the right thing still in your season of plenty. Your issue will be. How much do I increase my investing? Your issue will be how much extra should I give to offering this month? Because I tithe a little more than 10% and there's still some plenty, right? Your issues are not going to be there's not enough money. And so she just says that it's harder because she can afford to spend now. And so even good money managers are called sometimes to rein in and figure out, am I still spending wisely? Am I being a good steward still? Because again, you gotta do right in the plenty so you're always as best prepared for the famine as possible. And so good stewardship, you guys, is a lifelong job. I'm here to tell you the show don't stop after these 21 days. And how many of us looked at our debt reduction or our investing plan or your trading plan. And you were like, shoo, <laughs> the show's stopping where? <laughs> I got some things to do. Anybody else? Anybody else look at some of your numbers and you were like, Ooh, thank you Lord for awareness, but we got to get to worky work. And that's so that's okay. That's such a good feeling because think about this formula. You have the awareness, right? You now have knowledge and tools and the only piece missing is your action. That's a phenomenal place to be if you ask me because think about these other scenarios. If you, are, uh, if you don't have awareness, you definitely probably don't have no tools and you're not gonna take action because you're not aware. And then what if you have awareness, but you're lacking tools, principles, steps to take and so then you don't take no action. So do you guys see how it's an amazing place to be when you have the awareness, you have the tools and the community in here and now you can go take action. How many of y'all can agree like that's a good place to be? I'm ready, ready. But when you're missing one or the other, yeah, it's kind of a weird place to be. Cuz I remember not being aware a couple years ago. I remember not knowing what the word steward meant. I remember not being a good money manager. I remember spending 200 and some dollars a month at Starbucks. Don't tell me I'm the only toxic one, okay? And so it's such an amazing place to be to know, man, good stewardship is a lifelong job. But it's also a good place because it helps you realize there's hope for me, even if I have been a bad money manager right you can start over right now and so just look at it like Michelle recommends as continuing education i don't know about you but i'm i'm excited for continuing education that honors what god wants for my life and for what god wants me to do with the resources he gives me can we agree drop a 888 if this makes sense like stewardship is a lifelong job but that's actually exciting news anybody else Or is it just me over here ready to go warm up my coffee? Like, let's get to work. Let's get to work. (laughs) Okay, I see some hearts. I think there's hope. I think there's hope. (laughs) And so I like having fun with you guys. I hope I'm not too much for some of y'all. But I really do just like this comes from a place of just, man, God is good even when it doesn't even seem like it. I promise he's going to change your situation, but you got to do your part. And so we've conquered some challenges, right? Like, can we agree? I've conquered some challenges. Like that Chick-fil-A sandwich I wanted today real bad with the extra pickles and a slice of American cheese. It was, it was talking to me through the, through, through the, uh, through the car dealership I was sitting there. I kept looking at the sign. Like if this guy don't hurry up and come back, I might walk over there and give me a sandwich, but I'm not going to do it. Right. And so know that I think the self-realization piece to this fast is probably the most amazing thing. Like, and, and and you guys can chime in on this in the comments, but I don't know about you, the more aware that I get in my life, uh, whether it's through this financial fast, whether it's through my coaching with one of my mentors, Wanda Webb, whether it's something that our CEO sends privately to us in a group chat, I can't even believe that I'm in right now. And I'm just like, God, I know this gotta be you because I didn't do this, but I'm grateful, right? So it's time to up semantics, okay? But it's just like the more aware that I get, even about parenting, I'm just like, God, I I just thank you for awareness. Like I think about how I, I get around people sometimes and you know they're older than me And they still lack so much awareness. And it's just like, man, if someone would have just taught you earlier, if someone would have just planted a seed in your life that you could have tried to water. And so it just brings me back to this place of man, self-realization has been so incredible, especially during this fast that I feel like Man, it, it actually is helping people deal with their issues. Can can anybody else attest? Give me a seven in the, in the comments, in the chat. If you feel like, man, this helped me re- realize some issues, first of all. But second of all, give me a blueprint to deal with the issue. I feel like that's what the F.A.S.T. does for people. And if you do it enough times, you get a new realization every time. I'm like, dang, I didn't even realize I did that, girl she talking about you right here were you in her um were you in her godly dream when she wrote this part <laughs> like it's like that sometimes you'll go through in your resfund and you'll be like how did you know that <laughs> about me girl I wasn't in your ministry class how did this even happen and and it's the self-realization that's what that is girl agatha took, i don't like half of what michelle says that god said to do okay but because god said it i'm not gonna be hard-headed anymore but the truth is that it that's what that's what's going to help you the most is for you to conquer those challenges that come up and the hardest thing that somebody else who did the fast said the girl keisha she said entitlement was the hardest thing for her to admit. How many of us read The Day of Entitlement and were like, I'm not entitled? Oh no, this is going to be an easy chapter. Then you read it and you're like, God, this is your humble and faithful servant. I'll put on some socks before I turn the heat on. <laughs> Yo, I read The Day of Entitlement and was like, God, it's me. I won't crave Chick-fil-A as much, but help me, because I need your strength, <laughs> right? I'm over here talking to Shelly, answering the phone with a hoodie on, and she's like, girl, why why, why do you look like that? And I'm like, because I'm entitled, sis. I just want to blast the heat right now. <laughs> so seriously, it it, it is everything. When you can actually go through and realize, dang, so God, you're saying that I'm the problem? Okay. So the first step to recovery is admitting, got it. Okay, I'm entitled. What do I do now, God? Because I'm human and I can't do this by myself. Because if you leave it up to me, I'm spending my whole checks on Chick-fil-A, okay? With extra Polynesian sauce because I'm a miser in the works, okay? So... I just want you guys to know, like, it, this is not just you. It, it's everyone who does the fast has that self-realization, gets to that that awareness. And it's just such a beautiful place. All right. And I joke all day. So let's move on. Because <laughs> I could be out here joking with y'all all day. So that was one of Keisha's hardest things to admit. Now let's talk about Barbara. Barbara, who was a professional and extremely competent at her job, finally admitted that her personal finances were jacked up y'all i was like girl barbara is me back in 2020 when i first learned about the wealth community that i'm a part of side note right let me tell you how i'm barbara right now well i was barbara in august of 2020 okay when i learned about this wealth community okay so I had a great career, I was very competent at my job. I had worked really hard, right? Moving up and doing other things. Then I switched industries and I did pretty well for myself, right? Hence that word for myself, none of my own accord, obviously. And I literally felt like I was Barbara right here where Barbara was telling on herself. Like I was competent, I I did great at my career but my finances were jacked up. And honestly enough, that's kind of where I was at when I came into the wealth community that I'm in. A lot of you guys have just been listening to my story, whether it's through the fast or we know each other personally. And I started off with a little over one hundred and forty thousand dollars of debt in 2020. And I know some of y'all on here like, girl, what you know, girl. Yeah, me. Uh huh. It's me. Student loan debt, a car. Like things that they teach us is normal, a car, student loans, throw a personal loan in there because your student loans didn't pay for everything. And so I found myself in that place, but then I had to have that self-realization of you either get serious and you fight now or you're gonna be paying this off for a long time like you've been doing. And so it was one of those moments where I read Barbara's story And it reminded me of me two years ago. And I'm saying this because I want us to be the group in five years where we write some stories and someone else can read our truth and say, man, that's me right now. So what does this tell me? I'm capable. Not on my own, right? I got the blueprint from God. But that means that it can happen for me, too. And that's what I want each and every one of you to know, that it doesn't matter what the situation looks like right now. But if you're willing to get aware, take some accountability, follow it up with some action with the best blueprint available, which is God and his word and his promises for abundance and prosperity, yo, somebody's going to be reading your story and be like, girl, girl, that's me right now. Because when I read Barbara's story in December of 2020, I was like, oh, the heck, if this ain't me. My finances are jacked up and I just had a baby who's one, And I just went back to work because they were not paying me anymore. So my finances were jacked up, jacked up. We had just moved because I just had a baby and we didn't have enough space. So, y'all. Yeah somebody's going to read your story and be like, man, man, Agatha, dang girl, that's me right now. So, hey, in two to three years, that means my life could look completely different. Hey, Shelly, wow, girl, I'm a mom too. Girl, I'm ready. I got the blueprint. I'm aware now. I'm going to take some action. So I wanted to share that because sometimes we think, oh, just because Francis initiated the fast that I didn't have struggles too. I'm still working on stuff that I'm going to get rid of and things that I'm dealing with that I can share more truth about as they get accomplished. But it's just like, man, if you could just be someone else's hope to see one, I didn't do this by myself, nor did I have to, which is really empowering. But you can do it too, sis. Let's go. And so Barbara definitely reminded me of me. And Barbara said, I started saving when I got married. I had a couple thousand dollars to help out with the wedding. And then she says, I now keep my receipts and documents to all spending. And she said, imagine carrying a little book documenting everything. She said, but I did. And honestly, I think that's where technology has made people just slightly lazy. Because remember, we used to have to carry around that book with all our tallies of deposits and withdrawals and all these things. And now people just swipe. They just swipe. And so they're not even mindful of their spending which is why you're different you're gonna be mindful and so um she said another minister shared how the temptation comes and goes to spend on things that she doesn't need and she'll say lord i don't need that and slowly her temptation starts to to go away yo i had to say lord i don't need that chicken sandwich about five times today and i drove past it with an attitude too like yeah i ain't spending no money in here today (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was out. Okay. Clearly quick. Cause the temptation didn't leave me as quick as it did this minister. I'm gonna just keep it real. Okay. But I didn't do it and that was an accomplishment. And so, um, is everyone going to be a success story? Probably not, but far more people succeed rather than fail when they approach the fast by looking at it from a stewardship perspective, right? a fiscal agent, a manager. So far more people succeed when they view the fast as them managing God's money. And honestly, like, that's a real big title. I'm like, God, you trust me to do that? Well, I thank you for your trust, right? Like me, me. Um, And so it's just important for us to know, like, man, if I'm going to borrow money, Am I sure that this is a wise decision? Like it really makes you think things through. And I think we've gotten into a financial society that doesn't think things through because they've made everything want to be so like this. So that's why when you talk to people to investing, you got to let them know like this is your your career was not overnight. You probably went through training for 16 weeks or however long. When something new rolls out at your job, you still got to learn something new. Your your degree at school took five years. Investing is not going to take you three days. And don't let anybody tell you to give them a thousand and they'll give you ten back. That's not how it works. And so, you have to make sure you approach this from the right perspective. And even in the word, it says, "Guard what has been entrusted to your care," in First Timothy six twenty. So remember, a good steward or good manager will often be given more to take care of. Here's the catch. Because everybody's always like, what's the catch? We live in such a skeptical society, as you should be. That's like your instinct to keep yourself safe, in a sense. But if you can't be trusted with what you already have, why should God give you more? And I want you to ask yourself that real question. If you can't be trusted with what you already have, why should God give you more? And some of us maybe have never asked ourselves that question. And the answer is he probably won't give you more because he knows that you're not ready. And so the better, and and, and let me know if this makes sense, the better of a steward, AKA manager of God's money you become, the more you'll be given and more will be required of you. And even still at that point, you have to focus on good stewardship and good money management. Because God knows, okay, now she can take on more. I trust you. Now I'm going to watch and see if you're going to do the right things. Not waiting for you to mess up, but as your father, making sure I'm keeping an eye on you with all the more that I've just given to you. And so let's read this last testimony before we get to the assignment of day 19. And this testimony is from Jackie. And Jackie says, we started following the financial freedom fast and began tracking our daily expenses. We had to laugh because our expense list for the first month went a little like this. <laughs> and I laughed at the list because I was like, I know it wasn't just me. Yes, thank you, God. Right. Um, but the list went something like this, food, 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 groceries, restaurant, tides and offerings, restaurant, transportation, mortgage, and utilities, haircut, hairstyle, food, food, and more food. People are eating away their money. We, are, we were so convicted after realizing that we buy groceries, eat at restaurants, and then throw leftover food away. We started splitting entrees when eating out to avoid leftovers, cooking more, and carrying lunch to work. How many of us are eating our, our money away? And some people didn't even realize it, that they're spending three, four hundred dollars out to eat. We've all done it, y'all. Don't be lying, saying you didn't throw away the pasta that you forgot was in the fridge for two days. I know you are lying, but it's OK because you don't got to account to me. Right. <laughs> so. Just something to really think about, you guys. And like, who on here is like, okay, I'm definitely ready to be a good steward, like a better steward. Again, progress, never perfection. But I'm ready to be a better steward. Like, I really want to take God's money to another level. I want impact to go so much deeper. And so I don't know about you, but I'm definitely ready to take on that challenge and just, just do better, period. So, today's daily assignment is if you are ready to acknowledge that God owns everything you have, go online to MichelleSingletary.com, print out and sign the Quick Claim Deed. If you honestly can't sign the deed, pray that God will help you realize He's in control. Identify one area of your finances where you have been a good steward, but where you may need some improvement. For example, I use credit wisely, but I could stand to examine if I'm spending more than I should, because that is a truth for people who have credit lines. They use them wisely, they pay them back, but maybe you're using too much because you know it's there. That's the psychology behind credit cards, by the way, the companies know what they're doing. So once you've identified one area of your finances that could be improved upon, determine what you can do to make it better. For example, Pull out your credit card statements for the last six months. Go over them and see if you find a pattern of spending that you can reduce. So that is the assignment for day 19, you guys. Then we move into day 20. I cannot believe that we've literally got two days to go left in this fast. Shout out to you guys. Tomorrow we're going to talk about relationships rescued. Um, That's going to be a good one. But give yourself some likes, some love, some hearts, some fires in the chat, something, and celebrate yourself. Because the truth is you've made it today almost 20, that's tomorrow. And you could have done anything else every day for 21 days, but you chose to do this. And that's a big deal, because if you can do something for 21 days, you can do it for longer periods of time to get to where you know God is trying to take Mindset Money and More is going to be a weekly podcast where I'll be sharing tips, strategies, interviewing amazing guests from all around the world that are amazing at what they do and also be sending you out tips personally to help you along your journey because after all, any area that you want to experience increase in is going to require you working on your mindset. My hope is to really bring my passion and my expertise, especially when it comes to financial services and helping others develop so that I can really empower, educate, and help lead others into their next level of increase. Follow me on social media at Mindset Money and More or at www.mindsetmoneymore.com and feel free to subscribe, rate, and comment on all podcast apps.